Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I will be running the ball up the court ISO this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. This episode, what we're going to go over is just some recent news, as well as some of the games that are going on for tonight's slate. Won't go over, won't go over all of them. And uh, a dynasty uh, player that I want to talk about is Jaron Allen this episode. So uh, just if you guys didn't know, make sure you guys check out newlifefantasy.com. Uh, join the mailing list, join as a member, so that way when articles is released, you guys will be the first ones uh, notified via email or text message. Make sure you guys check out the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe, sub-zero that button, hit the dinner bell. It's uh, dinner time. <laughs> Comment below. Make sure you give us a, a thumbs up. It helps us continue to let the brand grow. And at the same time, make sure you guys subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. Let your uh, opponents know, so that way we can, like I said, keep it going. So with that being said, I am officially ready to take people on for a ride. So one of the news that came out is actually the biggest news is, at least for today, that Victor Oladipo, it looks like he is scheduled to have a return for the 29th of this month in January. So it is interesting to at least get a timetable on him because I was a little concerned uh, that he was going to miss more time. And essentially, I thought maybe he could have potentially missed the season. Now, although there's a target date for him uh, for the 29th, let's not be, you know, surprised if somehow this is, uh, you know, he might get like a, a setback because that could potentially happen. But uh, hopefully that's not the case. But it is good to at least see a positive news that at least have a date on him returning because we know there was a, not, a timetable wasn't available for him. So, this is a beautiful thing. Now, who is this going to hurt the most, obviously, in you know the, Pacer, the Pacers' offense? I mean, they've already been having a little bit of injury concerns, a little bit with Malcolm in the middle Brogdon. So it's, it's going to be inserted right into the lineup. I mean, we already we can assume that they're going to be kid gloves with Victor Oladipo. The person that's going to take the massive dip once everybody is – um, you know, healthy in Indiana, we can just kind of assume that it'll be Jeff uh, Lamb, you know, uh, Lamb Chop. And Lamb Chop would be more of a player that's coming off the bench. So I could see that happening. Uh, Aaron Holiday would take a massive hit too. And for those that are in deeper formats, Aaron Holiday has been a nice treat for you, you know, guys that picked him up from the waiver wire. And if you drafted him in a very deep dynasty format, that's understandable. Uh, but as far as Lamb, you know, he'll take a hit, but even if he's a six man, he'll be fine. And just like what we talked about him in the last episode, you know, I had him in a dynasty format. Even if he takes a little bit of regression, he doesn't need a high usage rate to be a good player. He's a good six man and even a starter. So although he might take a hit and value, he'll still provide some value. If there's going to be a massive hit to, for uh, Lamb, I think he'll just have maybe a, about an effective of a round, he'll probably like lose a round value in, in particular about him. So it is good to have Victor Oladipo back. Now I will say this with that said, would I try to trade Victor Oladipo to try to potentially, you know, since the echo and hype train is him coming back. Now, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a, if you are familiar with me, I've been one of the backers of Victor Oladipo for the longest time. Uh, but honestly, I think right now, in a dynasty format, I would probably look around to see if I can 
maybe potentially trade him. We'll see. I wouldn't say just easily trade him away, but see what type of offers that you can get out there in a dynasty format. Uh, because again, he's he relies a lot on his athleticism, but he has you know improved on his jump shot. So let's just see what's out there. Now, as far as redraft and points leagues, that's a little bit tougher, but you could still, uh, you know, put your, your bait out there to see what's what's out there. And if you're, you know, if you have to have them or if you're stuck with them, I mean, that's a good stuck to have. Right. But it's just the reason why I, I urge to potentially maybe trade him is because it's just the that, that quad injury is no joke, you know, and he's coming back after 12 months. So that's just something to think about. And I wanted to get that out. So the next piece of news here is Drew Holiday. Uh, from what I'm hearing here, he's unsure when he'll return. And he didn't play, obviously, today. So it's just one of those things that, you know, the Pelicans, you know, we, we can look at Josh Hart to pick up uh, the offense or the slack. Lonzo Ball's been picking up the pace there. You know, he's been doing more playmaker responsibility. So he's been doing well uh, in his absence. And I know, you know, some people have got, irritated with Lonzo Ball in that sense, uh, but he's been picking up. So I guess you're going to be thinking about, well, could Drew Holiday, could he potentially get traded before the trade deadline? If he stays in the Pelicans, I would be a concerned owner because of, you know, this this happening, load management. And if he's, and that's not to say he's not hurt, right? I'm not saying he's not hurt, but it, when a team is not doing well, then that's what, there's always a concern of load management. And in future drafts, a heads up now. Now we have to put a premium on. You you know you don't want to look at try to look in the future. You want to draft the best player available in drafts. That's how I look at it. But at the same time, now you have to could uh, excuse me. You got to put a premium on how good a team is, the dynamic of a team, if they're going to be good. And you're not going to always predict if the team is going to be good or not. But if a team is pointed, the arrows pointing that they're going to be bad then that could be a potential of a recipe of disaster. I mean, another player that kind of concerns me to kind of segue off of Drew Holiday is, you know, Bradley Bill right now, right? You know, he's already missed this game. And if he stays, and it looks, I mean, assuming, you know, he stays in Washington, you know, if they continue to lose, you can look at some potential load management down the stretch. And you guys paid a, a high premium on him and a back end. Uh, early second round for this year in redrafting points leagues. And honestly, in a dynasty league, you paid a first round for him. So that's just things we have to look at and consider, you know, moving forward on how either these, you know, how good these teams are or, you know, um, how bad they are. So uh, let's go ahead and move along and some more news that's uh, came up here. And Miles Bridges, he had a very good game. This was a wake up call because I know a lot of people, has been irritated and frustrated with him. This is one of the guys I, I backed originally too. He had a, a solid game, 26 points. He was very efficient, 10 for 15. Uh, career high, six three-pointers, nine rebounds, assists, one steal, and a, excuse me, a block. He filled the stat sheet up. Hopefully this is the game that's going to get him going uh, in Charlotte. Charlotte, I mean, they're not the best team, but what you what you like about Charlotte is they have some decent players and, and decent pieces there. So, and for those that have Miles uh, Bridges, this is a treat, and you're going to obviously uh, feel good about this. And, you know, that that is where we're at. And another piece of quick news, Jonathan Isaac is going to avoid surgery. He decided not to do it for this year. Uh, so hopefully he does come back. Uh, still a tough blow uh, for those owners in the redraft format. Dynasty GMs that are playing the long haul, you'll, be, you'll, you'll accept this and be fine. Um, so 
let's actually, like I said, transition to, uh, excuse me, transition to some of these games. And then we'll kind of, like I said, this will be more of a shorter episode, but I wanted to make sure to guys to get, get you guys the content here. Uh, the Denver and Dallas game, Luka, uh, Luka Dantich had a very good game as usual. Uh, you know, I won't talk about that too much. We know what he could do. Solid guy. Uh, Dwight Powell had a pretty good game. Tim Hardaway Jr., not too bad. So we're looking at the bench here. Seth Curry did okay. Uh, DeLon Wright got the start. He got three steals. He didn't really do too much else. But we, what we need to look at uh, Denver winning here is Joker has been cooking a lot lately. And he had a solid game. Jamal Murray, all right. And it looked like Jeremy Grant had got the start as well, too. He got three blocks this game, so definitely good. Made all of his charity stripes. Michael Porter Jr., but I'm just going to go in this ISO on him real quick again. You know, we spoke about him last episode. If you were able to, you know, try to sell him in a dynasty format, congratulations. When he had that game when he was like 11 for 12 and getting more minutes, you know, Beasley got more minutes uh, than him. Monte Morris got more minutes than him. Plumley got more minutes than him off the bench. So you're looking at all these players that's getting more minutes ahead of him in the bench. Now, that's not to say that is going to be a, uh, a situation that's going to always be like that. But that's just something you have to remember in the back of your head because Denver has so many good players on this team. And Gary Harris is just continues to give you very – man, it's, I, it's sad. I, I, I envisioned him to be a good player, but he, he's just not – he's not fitting the bill right now. If you'll, you'll accept those three steals. Um, Going into Toronto and Charlotte game, I'll just touch up, like I said, just a couple of games here. Uh, Toronto, man, <laughs> they won in overtime against Charlotte, 112 to 110. This is good for Toronto because they are basically pulling straws with these players. And in Rondé Hollis Jefferson, they decided to bench him. Terrence Davis, man, I spoke about him last episode. I just, I remember saying, man, just let him get the minutes, and it's funny. Like they decided just to give him the minutes, not only the minutes, but the starting position this game. Twenty-three points, eleven rebounds, five assists. Man, is he worth a speculative ad for the temporary, you know, term? Absolutely. Uh, you need to go ahead and pick him up uh, and see what happens in a deeper format. Again, this is not going to last long. You know, obviously with uh, Fred Flintstone, Van Vliet being out, but this is just something that you have to. Um, you know, just think about here. And OG Ananobi had a better game. Patrick McCall, potential add. 11 assists, that has to be a career high. With 13 points, 5 rebounds, and a steal, not too bad. I, I think this is something that, what am I trying to say? I think you, it's gross to say this. I mean, it's only one game. You know, I don't, I don't want to be prison. You know, I, you know, I always preach about prisoners of the moment. I guess this is me being prisoner of the moment just to be got my eyes, you know, eyes sticking out, poking out of my my head, looking at these 11 assists. It's is it an outlier? Most likely it is. But if you're in a 16 man league, then, you know, just he's a potential waiver wire guy. Wouldn't get too excited on. But I mean, I'll tell you this. I would I would I would, you know, put a bid on him. Uh, If you were to ask me what type of bid I would put on him, if I have a hundred dollar fab, I'm just going to assume that. I think he's about five to six dollars if you have a hundred dollar fab, you know, in, in a deeper format. That's where I stand. Terrence Davis, I think I would put a little bit more on him just because of the upside potential that he has. Hopefully this game is going to 
let allow him to get more minutes that to me in my opinion deserves more minutes even when Fred Van Vliet comes back to get off the bench but this is a, a nice sight Chris Boucher Bobby Boucher I don't know why they're not giving him enough minutes but you know they play the matchups from time to time so that's probably the case again I've already talked about Bridges PJ Washington uh, had a pretty good game too double double six assists two blocks on the Charlotte side uh, Bismack Biombos continues to get deployed uh, in the starting lineup with two blocks. Didn't really do too much. Devontae Graham Cracker's very inefficient, but you you love the minutes. And Terry Rozier, inefficient as well too, but he's been playing better. 45 minutes. Wow, that's that's amazing. It's crazy. Sabonis, so uh, I'll just kind of jump from, like I said, just a couple games. Miami beats uh, Indiana 122 to 108. Looking at Miami real quick, this comes back on the hills of Winslow coming uh, coming back this game, Kendrick Nunn was damaged as far as minutes goes, you know, and this is expected. There's going to be times that uh, Kendrick Nunn is going to lose minutes, but he's still getting the starting job in the starting minutes. You can still expect around 28 minutes, although he only had 23 minutes at this game. That's okay. And Tyler Hero, you know, had a good game too. So this is just what you, you should expect by now. Indiana, Sabonis, He's that dude is it's looking like a man a man amongst boys. Twenty seven points, fourteen rebounds, six assists. T.J. Warren, uh, Warren G. That is, <laughs> looked like he got rejected this game. Miles Turner continues to slowly disappoint. Uh, I called him Jeff Lamb. Man, I kept calling him Jeff Lamb. I'm sorry, listeners. Jeremy Lamb. I knew that sounded weird when I kept saying Jeff. I guess I kept saying Jeff because I had to think about. I was like, that's not his real name. Jeremy Lamb. You guys can beat me up on Twitter. Um, he didn't have the best game, but, you know, the 27 minutes Aaron Holiday started, not the best game either. Uh, Goga Bidadiz, I think that's how you how you say it, hooked on phonics. Yeah, just a dynasty guy. Just hold on to him in a deep format. That's, that's you know, that's what it, it is what it is there. Um, let's go to maybe just the Houston game. Yeah, got to talk about that because – Trey Young had a huge triple-double, 42 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, and a block 16 for 18 at the charity stripe. That's Harden-esque for Trey Young. He was doing the Harden impression against it, but they lost. Uh, Kevin Herter, still getting the minutes. You love it. Didn't have the best game, but you'll take it. John Collins had a good game, 17-14, uh, and four blocks. Very good game. Alex Lynn uh, had a decent game, double-double in 23 minutes of action off the bench. Going on to the Houston side, we know Harden did his thing. He also had a big triple-double, inefficient one. Ugh, this is just weird. He took 20. <laughs> oh, man, Sage would feel probably gross if I told if once he hears this on the next episode, whenever he gets on. 20 snipe attempts and only made four. But, hey, that's, that's beautiful. Now, Isaiah Hartenstein only got four minutes. He's just a dynasty guy that I like to just have. I guess we still got to talk about the 2020 vision of Clint Capella. He's been playing a lot better this season. 22 points, 22 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. You love what he's doing. Uh, McLemore is doing well off the bench. So I'll leave that game alone. I will talk about maybe one more game. And I think it's just more of the players I'll talk about here. Orlando just put a, a, a beating to Washington, 123-89. We'll go to the winner side. Vooch. I like to call him Vuchamuch. He did very well this game. Markel Fultz, he's getting the minutes, but just pedestrian stats. 
Kim Birch, we like to call him here Chemical Birch, had a decent game. Uh, we'll just go ahead and scroll over to the Washington side, though. And the guy I wanted to definitely talk about is one of the guys I, I love to back up is Troy Brown Jr. These are the type of games that do I foresee him having these games a lot? No, but these it's just a little upside that he can bring to the table. We got to remember, Bradley Bill didn't play this game. We know Thomas Bryant didn't play this game. So we know Rui Hachimura didn't play this game. All these guys didn't play. But coming off the bench, you love it. 35 minutes, 18 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Very inefficient, but he did well. And it's hooked on Phonics, Pasnicks. We'll just call him Parsnicks here. And he had a pretty good game, too, as a center. Uh, 16, 5, and 3. So that's just something to see. Gary Payton is second. Uh, yeah. He had three steals. You, you love that, though. Jordan McRae starting to slow down a little bit. Didn't have the best game starting here. And uh, I'll, leave it, I'll leave it there. Is there anybody else I wanted to talk about real quick? And then I think there was a report about Zach Levine, something special about him. But honestly, I don't. He had a pretty, well, he was very inefficient. Or efficient. He, made, or he took 24 shots in Chicago. And is this right, man? Listen, Chris Dunn, man. <laughs> I should have picked him up and streamed him in a points league, a shallow one today. I, I messed up. He had five steals tonight. You love it. And he took three three-pointers and he made them. Josh Hart uh, on the New Orleans, New Orleans side. All right, yeah, I'm just going to say this, man, because I've already been eating my crow. It just, it just baffles me to see these Brandon Ingram stats every night. So I have to make mention on this before I get to the dynasty uh, on outlook on Jared Allen. Brandon Ingram, man, <laughs> I can't, I, I can't do this. I, I really don't want to do this, but I have to. 29 points, eight rebounds, 11 assists, two blocks, very inefficient. But that charity stripe, 11 for 12, when did he get good at the free throw line? I don't get it. I don't get it. This is Harden-esque, man, at the charity stripe. I love the free throw percentage, man. and. At a high clip. Ah, good job. Lonzo Ball, not the best game, but you expect these type of stats, and this is fine. You know, 11 points, a five rebounds, a seven assists, a steal and a block, you'll take it. He missed all of his three-pointers, but like I said, you'll take it. J.J. Redick had a good game. A little bit of his Jackson Hayes sighting. Good to see with the four blocks off the bench. Nah, uh, Alexander Walker, that's a, a decent sighting, too, with the six assists and some points behind it. And, you know, like I said, let's go ahead and transition to a dynasty player of Jared Allen. I don't know if I've talked about him uh, as far as the dynasty future for him, but let me just go ahead and get to it. He's been playing a little bit better this season. I gave him a hard time last year. The echo and hype train was all about that. I wouldn't say all about that business, but a lot of people were having him pegged as a, a top 50-ish player last year. Um I, I did not, and I'll be honest with you, this this particular year um, or last year, some people started to fall off, and I, I was, it's funny because like I, I, I was a little, I was a lot more accurate last year than I was this year on players. It's, I, I want to apologize to you listeners. You know, I, I, I tell you this, I, when I'm wrong, I'm going to eat my crow and be, be transparent and honest. So I need to get back in the lab and get more focused. So I do apologize to you guys, but um, I did, I did foresee Allen to come to potentially, well, no, I, no, I didn't. I, I did not think he would improve 
that much from last year because of uh, DeAndre Jordan coming there, you know, the timeshare. But he's played a little bit better this year. You know, last year he was ranked 82. And again, he was ranked in a lot, at least in the industry, as a top 50-ish type player, top 60. I did not see that at all. And he finished at 82. So um, this year, though, he's playing a little bit better. He's ranked 83, or excuse me, 73 this year. And the rebounds has jumped up a little bit. His steal rate has came up a little bit. Field goal percentage as well. His free throw percentages took a hit some. So it's like, well, where is it? You know, the points has came up a little bit. So the value is coming from, by the looks of it, his uh, his, uh, his his rebounds a little bit at the 9.8. He's almost averaging a double-double, toil and trouble. And, and that's something you, you, you like. Uh, the points had took a little bit of a tick up. And so you accept it. So I, I, do I think he could be a top 50 player? Yes, I, I believe in a three to four year span, I think he could be that type of player. He's not a player that need, needs usage. He's not that type of guy. He has a 15. His usage rate even took a drop this year, right? He was at almost close to 16 last year. Now he's at 15.2% this year in usage rate. And he's kind of slowed down a little bit the last couple weeks. And even last week at 108, last two weeks, 119. But the thing is, his overall is 73. So the, the logic says that he can get, he's going to get better, right? Because we don't think DeAndre Jordan is the answer in Brooklyn. So as, as soon as he gets more minutes, you know, let's, let's hope that maybe next year he could reach the 28 to 29 range. And I, I would think that's safe to say he should do that. With DeAndre Jordan, they shouldn't do that timeshare. Well, maybe it's not safe to say. Maybe the next two years, it's safe to say that he's going to get to 29 minutes uh, because of, like I said, DeAndre Jordan is just not the answer anymore. But with the minutes increase, you can expect his points to come up a little bit more, his rebounds, potentially maybe his blocks, uh, his uses rate maybe. Uh, his free throw percentage is taking a small dip down. So that is concern, but I think it still makes sense that he can be a top 50 player. I would say, for me, the next four years as a top 50 player, but right now, the next couple years, I think he's still a top 60-ish player. But I think it's fair to say that he's going to have some improvement. Okay, so that is all I got here for this episode. You guys, check out that new article of that Jacob has on newlifefantasy.com. So if you guys like points leagues, he laid it out for you guys in that. Uh, the Dynasty Fighter, it's almost, I wouldn't say it's almost ready, but it, it will be out. It doesn't look like it'll be out this week, but like I said, I, I promise you it's either this week or next week. Uh, the first, well, the sixth, the sixth issue should be officially done by next week. So hopefully you guys enjoy it and, and let me know if you like it or not. Uh, I, I take criticism. So it's just good to know whether you like it or not. So, again, we're also running a listener league. Uh, so let us know. Shoot us an email on our site as a member and let us know if you want to join. And I think there's – oh, I guess I got to take the clutch shot. Man, it's been a while going solo. The clutch shot I will take is I hope you guys are having a good new year for the 2020 year. And um, just make sure you – the people – I'll say this – one of the things I, you know, you guys know I, I share my faith so in Christ. And I just want to at least say this. I'm not going to go on a preaching tangent, but I just want to say, just do your best. When someone makes you upset in life, just 
do the best you can to forgive them and still show them love, whether they like you or not. It doesn't necessarily mean to brown nose them, whether they treat you bad, but just still be nice to them. You know, and it, it'll, it'll be it'll be good for you. Trust me. <laughs> it's hard. It's easier said than done. But if you do it, you'll feel better. It'll be better about yourself. So you guys love you guys so much. You guys can follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Give me a follow. I don't tweet as much as I used to, but feel free to shoot me a message. I will get to you at a prompt time. And uh, yeah, you guys can also follow my my camaraderies, my my team of New Life Fantasy. Um, follow Jacob. It's at Ain't Done Yet. And how he spells that is D-U-N-N-E. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad for the sage because I don't... What's this? His what's his handle? <laughs> he goes on Instagram, I, I suppose, right? He's he's more on there, so I think it's like Sage X. But if you if you ask me on Twitter what, what his handle is, go ahead and do that. And then we signed another guy here, uh, Michael. So check him out. He does the fantasy baseball that we're going to be doing pretty soon here. We, we love fantasy baseball, football, and basketball. So we're not just basketball oriented. We do all sports. So if you guys want to at least have that. Uh, under your disposal and uh, we didn't have the guests here this week i want to apologize it didn't it 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 came and and cut through last minute uh but i i do plan on having another guest here pretty soon so um i think that's it so you guys love you so much again god bless you with that being said have a good evening morning afternoon and take a ride (laughs) 